I'm back. I'm back with Chris. And I'm back with Carl. Hello. Yo. And this week's topic is a bit of an odd one, really, because it's a bit sort of political. But I know nothing about politics. So I'm going to have to turn to Carl for guidance. I know just as little as you. What's happening with Brexit? Anybody know? It's still going on. Bear in mind now, this podcast is probably going to go out about two and a half weeks after we've discussed this. So anything could have happened in the meantime. We could have Boris as... Boris is um, Prime Minister. Yeah. It's still going on as far as I'm aware. I think it's October, I think they've got to do it by now. So it's either going to be a no deal or a deal or they'll revoke Article 50, which I hope they don't because that's just... Well, a lot of the news focus at the moment is on who's going to be the next Prime Minister mm. of the UK because obviously Theresa May resigned. So they haven't really... Th- I don't think they can further the Brexit issue without having a Prime Minister present to kind of take it forward. So I don't know if anything is happening at the moment. But yeah, October is our deadline to well, do something. The latest thing I read yesterday, I think it was, was that Jeremy Corbyn apparently is too frail. Too frail to be Prime Minister. Hmm. I can see that. Okay. I, I don't think any of them are very good ideas for Prime Minister. I don't think any of the MPs or PMs or anything are actually there for the people. They're there to line their pockets. As soon as they get into that position, they'll, they'll they'll promise everything under the sun and then just sit there and make money for themselves. Are we going to be in the same position as the Americans were for their election, where it is the choice is so so small? Yeah, that it's you know, I mean, they they had the warmonger or the pussy grabber, and we've got you know Boris or 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 or, or, or the frail guy. Well, we've got the dunce or <laughs> dunce, the frail guy. Yeah. I'd vote for the dunce, see what happens. There is a better one than running. I don't know if you know. Buckethead? I remember Lord Buckethead. He's still running for it. I remember because he got so many votes that he, Theresa May had to stand next to him at some point. And I was just... That's He's getting my vote. summed up perfectly. He's getting my vote. I'm not familiar with Buckethead. Lord Buckethead is uh, a superhero. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, we- he wears a giant, like helmet type thing that's all black and all you can see is this and he's got a black cape on he looks like a monty python character I've he genuinely does gotta look this guy up what's his what's his superpower um running for prime minister is that a superpower he's got a bucket for a head yeah. but that's where we are in politics now it's not what's happening in the uk it's that who we're voting for a guy with a bucket on his head that's quite a cool look, that. Yeah. That's that's who's going to get my head, my, my vote. You can't be any worse than any other politicians. They're all clowns. But that's where we are. That's yeah. <laughs> that's what British politics has come down to, and it's the same with the American political system as well. It's gotten so saturated by corporations and money and and people using that to s- sort of push their own agenda rather than help the people of the country. We've gotten to a point now where they're just caricatures. You've got Donald Trump, Boris Johnson. You know, I, I don't think politicians should run the country. I think we need scientists and people who understand what should further the agenda for people in terms of technology and services. They should run the country and not these Technically, I would say that the idea of Trump is the best person, a businessman, 
because all running a country is is just running a it's just a big business. Yeah. yeah. So technically, a businessman is probably the right. I like someone like I don't know what's his name, um, the guy who runs Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he'd probably be pretty good because he would understand the idea of needing to use new technologies and needing to use this. You'd have to find someone who's neutral because Trump has got his own agenda hmm. it to w- push. It would just, I, I, I just think a business, but someone understands that if you keep the people happy, they're going to keep that country thriving. If you start adding this tax and that tax, then people will get annoyed and they're not going to really want to work and they're not going to really want to do much for the country. Whereas if you can keep them happy, like if you can keep no, people like happy in a job. Or something. Yeah, I, I think I think a businessman would be the right way to go, not a politician. Politicians don't see the bigger picture. I think I think they only see what they want the people to to see them as. So they want like like with Nick Clegg saying about the when he went for it, he said about cutting the university prices, and then as soon as he laid in bed with Cameron, he was like, "Oh no, I was only joking about that. We're gonna go." Well, he's, he's just using that to get to the point of power and then he's not doing anything. I think it needs to be someone who's already running a massive corporation that's doing so well for itself that can come in and go, right, all we need to do is look at this from a business perspective, realise that our workers, the people, need things <coughs> and help them do that and that will make then other things it kind of have a knock-on effect. If, if if the country is thriving, you're more likely to go out and buy things, and it's going to help the economy. And then, by helping the economy, you, do you see what I mean? That's so the it's, point it's we need to get to is that, oh well, Britain is a shadow of what it used to be. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's getting worse all the time, and I think we need, yeah, we need that. You're never going to have a utopian society, but we need to the point where enough people have got enough jobs and enough money coming in where they can go out and, you know, money isn't as much of an issue as it is now with prices going up, wages staying static, uh, and all that sort of stuff. We need, you know, a sort of an affluent system. If you look at like South Korea, for example, over the last 30 years, I think it's gone from nothing to this mega empire where, you know, they're, they're beating us in terms of technology and, and the way that this society is progressing. And for all intents and purposes, it's the same as America. It's, what, 150 years old? maybe a bit more than that, and it's one of, if not the biggest superpower in the world at the moment. Whereas Britain, Britain's been around as a nation for you know, thousands, yeah, probably about a thousand, maybe a thousand, mm. thousand and a half years, and we're falling behind now, and we shouldn't. We should be the ones using all that knowledge that we've built from conquering the world and stuff to our advantage, I, I think and we're falling with, behind. I think the problem is that we're just too small. Whereas America, you've got all that land space to do whatever you need and you can create so many different things. Within Britain, there's only a fine amount of land. I think it's just a progression of us as a society where I don't like Jeremy Corbyn because he's from the far left. He's a, f- he's a bit of a pussy, if I'm being honest. And Boris Johnson is... He's hilarious. He's hilarious. I'm, he's not... He kind of speaks his mind, and I prefer people like that, if I'm being honest. I'd rather have someone, doesn't matter how idiotic their opinion is, they're not afraid to say it. Like Trump. Yeah, they've got a bit of, you know, without using a gender-specific term, they've got some balls to say these things. Like, the Trump accusation the other day is probably my favourite response that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he talks about, oh, she's not my type. 
normally people would have to they'd get their lawyers to write the statement for yeah. them then they're on the news apologizing and groveling and there's this whole thing and he just went nah she's not my type and then he just moved on <laughs> to do whatever else was on his agenda for the day that's yeah. the type of person you need you need someone with a bit of courage to stand up for themselves and defend their position but to to do the same for the british population as well and this brexit thing i mean it could go either way i i, I don't know what the benefits are of a no deal i don't know what the benefits are of you know, whatever other options are on the table. But all I know is that, you know, us personally, it is having an impact on some of the decisions our company are making because they're not sure of what the future is yeah. for for Britain. And it's the same, it's probably the same across the board in the UK as well. You know, a lot of these, con- a lot of these companies based in the UK that do deals with companies in the EU don't know where they're going to be in a year's time. So if they sign deals now, those deals might not be what they need them to be yeah, in the next year. Valid. And they might not even be that. They could be nullified under whatever new laws are established because at the moment it would be a deal between the UK and the EU under the current, you know, the I, current laws. I think that the best thing to do for Britain right now is get into bed with China. Yeah, definitely. That's what we need to do. We need a Prime Minister who understands that chi- China is going to be the superpower of the world. Let's get in there early, get really good friends with them and make sure that they're allies because if anything goes wrong, China is a good ally to have. Well, we're going to abandon our friendship with America, are we? Because China and America are not uh, the best of mates. Yeah, today. I would, because Russia doesn't like Britain, and China and Russia and America are getting on very too well at the moment. Are they? Yeah. Really? Putin, yeah you, well, there's already that scandal that um, Putin is the reason that Trump is in office. Trump and Putin get on oddly well. Didn't know that. No, yeah. I didn't know that either. I Every, there was a press conference the other day with Putin and, and Trump, and they 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 get on too well for for opposing countries of Russia and America. It seems a bit odd. And Russia aren't liking Britain at the moment. So I think China is our right way to go. Well, Our friends from the Far East is what we need. Me has just turned around to President Putin and she and said, no, stop pissing about mm. and doing stupid things. You can't carry on like this. It was, it was because of the poisoning? Yeah, the, the, the scribbles. Yeah. I don't think that's what they were called, but yeah. Well, Putin's another person that takes it all in his stride. He's a very... Oh, he's a communist, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, a, a Russian communist. Anyone who opposes him ends up dead. They're a bit backwards, though. He's very... He's very anti... Anti-gay. He absolutely despises homosexuals and the... Sort of the gay community in general. I don't think, I think there's any... I don't know if it's laws yet, but it's not far off. I, I don't think many migrants go to Russia either because they get shot. Yeah. It's very much a case of we'll close our borders off and we'll only let the people that we like in, and that's no one. And nobody wants to go to Russia anyway. No. I, would mind, I would mind going to see the Kremlin. I would love to go to oh, Moscow. Tour, Tourist-wise, yeah, I'd yeah. love to go see some of those but historical You've buildings. also got to run that risk of getting shot, mind you, in Russia. It's, it's, no one ever says, oh, let's go to Russia on a holiday, do they? Well, my parents were on a cruise recently. Um, so they went to Germany, Scandinavia, and a couple of these other places. And when you dock in the port, you've got a certain amount of time to go into the city and pretty much do whatever you want. Russia was the only city where you had to have an escort into the city itself. You had to go through these extra checks. Mm. And they were all terrified. They like, well, I might as well just stay, on the, on the, stay in the port. But when they went to Sweden and Norway and Denmark and a few other places like that, it's like, yeah, yeah, just... Yeah. Go R- off Russia is very much closed off. We don't really know much about Russia, do they? It's, it's very... Like, America is plastered over the news. Britain's plastered over the news. Even, even a lot of the European countries are kind of plastered in the news. But Russia, you don't really hear that much of. You hear the 
the political side up between Putin and the rest of the countries, but the actual internal stuff, very, very little about that. And it's kind of a bit worrying. I just don't trust anyone. I, I don't I don't I don't trust Putin. He's ex KGB KGB as well, isn't he? So he's already yeah, I'm pretty sure he's an ex KGB officer, so he's a spy. Who came yeah, into yeah, he is. Yeah, he was he was stationed in Germany. He speaks yeah. German, I think. And he's a spy who's in power, and then and hasn't been opposed for how long? Well, they've got a different system over there. I don't think they vote in people. Well, either they did, and he changed it, or I, I, I it's basically a dictatorship. Yeah. And that, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he plays it off as a democracy, but actually he completely has rule. Yeah, he, he's been uh, he's been ruling Russia for about twenty years. Yeah. Between going from president to prime minister because his terms of being president ran yeah. out, so he went to be swapped with the other guy, and then when he could be back as president, they swapped back again. Yeah. So, but even when he was prime minister, he was the guy. Now he's president. He's the guy. Yeah. Also, I mean, he's you do what Putin tells you. He's playing to the rest of the world and to the Russian people that it's a democracy when really he is the dictatorship. So it's a communist state. But the Russians love it. Yeah, that's because unlike cause that's probably because there isn't many people coming over and there's no one's taking no one's taking the jobs and make Russia great again. Yeah, that's but basically what he wanted. And yeah, he's he's, he's, and he's done it. He's done it. Yeah, we need to make Britain make Great Britain great again. Yeah, maybe that's what Brexit will do. I hope so. I can't even say that. Hmm? I'm trying to figure out what the letters are for that. M G B. G oh, it sounds like a gay organisation. It does, yeah. <laughs> MGBGA. Make Great Britain great again. It's too much. It's <laughs> too much. That is too much, yeah. But that, and I think that's... A lot of people are very curious about what a no deal means for Britain now. So we lose all, we lose all our trade deals with the UK. So God knows how many countries that is. But then that gives us the opportunity to make our own trade deals. Now, the biggest worry at the moment is Ireland. Ireland are very worried about Brexit because most of their trade deals are with the UK mm. via the EU. So if we leave, they lose a lot of their farm I, deals. I think it's a lot more than that, mind you, because Ireland are one of the countries in the EU that are struggling massively financially, and Britain is the second, well, I think it's actually the biggest contributor. So you pay, contributor. A, pay a dividends or something into the yeah. EU. It's the biggest contributor. Germany, France, and, and um, Britain were the three biggest contributors into the EU. And yet, all the other countries around it were taking off us because they couldn't afford to put money into it. Now that we're leaving, France want to leave because they realise they're they're not going to be able to afford to r- let all these other countries sponge off them. Basically, it's basically like having dole bums. If you think about it, the other smaller EU countries that can't afford to keep themselves in the EU are basically using the dole system from us to keep themselves afloat. Now, I don't want to see a country go bankrupt. It's not very nice. But considering the the, e, the 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 euro has already bankrupt these countries, you'd think, well, let's go back to our own currency. Oh, great. Greece was a classic example yeah. of that. Greece, Portugal, Spain, uh, Italy, Ireland, um, and there's a few other little ones that are part of the EU that have all gone bankrupt since they've been part of the, the, the um, euro. Now... That scares the crap out of me because if we do stay in the Euro- European Union, there is going to be a point where we either get the, the euro or we get the euro. They're not going to let us keep the pound constantly. So does that mean that Britain could be on the hit list for bankrupting countries? 
because I don't want like I don't like the idea that we're already in enough debt as a country anyway. Don't bankrupt it. us. I'm all for Brexit. I've had a I've had conversations with loads of people, and even the most conservative ones are saying, "Well, just do it." It is so much hassle at the moment, and the problem is we've we've completely fucked up the negotiation the negotiations to the point where the EU are just they're just going, "Yeah, yeah, take as much time as you need," and I know. At the end of that, they're going to penalise us hard for fucking about and messing yeah. around with the deal. It's so the deal we take is going to be nothing compared to the deal we yeah. got and at it's, the moment. It's our MPs' fault though, because they kept declining any single deal that Theresa May gave to them. They said no to every single one, and then they go in, but we need Brexit. Yeah. So stop saying no to everything. Stop being against it and actually help her work out a deal then, rather than just going no, don't like it, give me another one. So I just say Brexit. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm all up for Brexit. Mum? Well, I never voted because I couldn't make my mind about the whole thing in the first place. I didn't know enough about it to decide are we better off in or are we better off out. Um, over the years, I have been cheesed off with the whole uh, we do whatever we're told by, you know, Europe, rather than as a country making our own sort of decisions. Yeah. Straight bananas and all that shit. You know, you can't... Do you remember that, Chris? Oh, they, they brought in this thing, didn't they? They said bananas had to be... A, a, partic- a particular shape. They shouldn't be as curvy as they are, and I don't know where it became That's of that. Body shaming bananas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but it was silly things. It, you know, there was all easy EU rules about you can you have to do this because in the EU, these are the rules and regulations you go by. So well, no, I mean you know we've got our own borders. It's a tricky one. I don't think it's just cut and dried. You know, I don't just think you can just say well, it should be this and it should be that. There's pros and cons on both sides, and I, I, my my stance on it was the econo- the economical system of the EU is just awful, and I wouldn't want to see. I think I worked it out as something like, through our taxes and through the amount of people who work in in the in the UK, it's something like 120 million pound that's going into the EU, and we only get back something like 20 million pound. When was the EU formed? So Does anyone know? 1970 something, I think it was. Well, we joined in the 1970s, I think, originally. It was a Wednesday, just after lunch. <laughs> yeah, they had a nice Someone big dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pork, that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, the fact that we're only getting £20 million out of something that we're putting £120 million into, why can't we just use that £120 million back onto Britain and make it good again? Make it great again. That £120 million could fund the NHS, lovely. Yes, make Britain great again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have to get hats now with yeah. that on. Yeah, yeah, we will. I'm offended. <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't said that, have we, for yeah. a couple of weeks? We <laughs> could, actually. Yeah, but I, I think you, you're going to have to do some sort of analysis. You know, what was Britain like before it joined the EU? What we've got on the table? What it would be like after we leave the EU? Because all I can think about is us getting penalised by the EU for taking our sweet time, plus sort of incentivising other countries to think about leaving as well. Because we're sort of the mavericks of the EU now, where loads of other countries are going, well, if they leave, I'm leaving. Turkey were meant to join the the EU just before we left. When they found out that we were leaving, they declined and decided to stay their own countries. They're not part of the EU. Just because of us. It's just the adoption of these things that don't necessarily work like greece has always been a fairly affluent country because it's 
it's Greece. It's always been the cultural center of Europe. Mm. As soon as they adopted the the euro, they collapsed catastrophically. Yeah. And before that, you never really heard anything about Greece when they had their own when they had the drachma. It was fine. Never had. How can you remember that? Oh, used, that's where we used to go on holiday when I was a kid. See, I, yeah, I love right. Greece. I've got a place for Greece in my heart. I used to go there every every year, I think. We're, we're looking to go to Greece. We're looking to go to Kos actually next year. Kos is nice. Yeah. And the currency exchange was always favourable to the pound because the pound was strong back then. It still is. Um, so you could get like 15 drachma to a pound and then the local currency, it would be something like two drachma for a bottle of water or 20 drachma for a breakfast or something. It was actually quite reasonable. So British, the average British Persian, Persian? Persian? The Persian? average British person could go to Greece with not that much money, but they would be... Yeah. They would be fairly well off if they went over to Greece. So it means that people on a budget could go to these countries with their own currency and, and do quite well. And that country would still thrive from the tourism yeah. and they would thrive all the time. But, yeah. but the exchange rate from the pound to the euro is pretty much like for like now. So people on a budget can't go to Greece and spend that money because it's practically they might as well just stay yeah. in the EU and that deters people from yeah. from travelling. So know, are we saying the EU... Well. The euro in particular has destroyed the EU. I think it's the or Europe, as you say. It, it's it's almost it's uniformity for the sake of it. So they've just gone right. We want to, everyone everyone to use the same mm. currency to make it easier, but in reality, that di- that didn't work. The theory behind it is brilliant. The practice clearly didn't. Whoever kind of instigated it, which I believe was the Germans, I believe because I, I a lot of people say this to me that. Um, we fought two massive wars to make sure that the the Euro- Europe stayed Europe and not Germany, and yet Germany did it through stealth tactics, and created the EU and took over the Europe through the EU. I can see their point, because Germany is the centre of EU. They're doing all right for themselves. Yeah, so I can see their point on 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 that, saying that the the Germans basically have. Uh, the Germans. The Germans. <laughs> That's exactly what I was waiting for the opportunity <laughs> to come out with. The Germans. <laughs> I watched that the other day. But, I mean, we're, we're in some turmoil at the moment. I think Brexit... If we do exit the EU, then there's going to be a slight... There's going to be a period of adjustment. Things aren't going to quite no. work as well as they should. I mean, it's only minor things, so there'll be different transport and trade regulations for like ships and lorries and all, all that sort of stuff so there's going to be a bit of overlap there but ultimately yeah we're going to lose all the deals we have at the moment via think europe unless we can keep some i don't know think, think of the countries that aren't in the european union at the moment in europe like switzerland who are one of the wealthiest countries in europe and they're not part of the eu norway has got some of the best they're, they're part of the i don't know who did this study again but they've got like the the average happiest amount of people in their country than anywhere else in Europe, and they're not part of the EU. So all these different countries that seem to be thriving in Europe aren't actually part of the EU. Denmark part of the EU? Not I'm sure in Denmark. I, they might not actually be. I don't they don't they use are. the e- they don't use the euro. They use the kroner. I think. I don't think Denmark are, and they're very, very happy and very profitable at the moment. Denmark EU. But we need a good leadership then, don't we? I mean, if we've yes. got the opportunity to leave the European Union and become a good, solid country in our own standing, 
then we need the right leadership to do it. And I don't think we've got anybody at the moment. That's, uh, nope. I don't think one of our politicians are up for the job. I, I, I think that's because a lot of them are quite elderly, flat, fat, bloated men. And I do say men because generally they are men. There's yeah. not very many women in pol- politics who are so stuck in the ways that it was 50 years ago that they can't seem to see that what we're doing isn't working and they're not willing to change it. So I think until the general MP system kind of changes and we stop voting in the same fat, bloated white male and start voting in the average person, nothing's going to change. You've got people who were born with a silver spoon in their, their mouth straight away, not the ones who've had to work their way up there. There is one politician, and I can't remember his name, and I only started looking into him because he was on Celebrity Hunted. Um, and he's quite young, and he went. He started off in the military before he became a politician. Now, he's someone that you want because he's already worked with a working-class person. Most politicians just go straight into it and don't work with a working-class person. They have no idea. They're completely out of touch of us. And you don't want someone who's out of touch of us. You want someone who understands us. Well, the problem is the politics is the elite making policies for the elite. They want to keep the 1% rich and the rest of us struggling towards it. There needs to be... You need to start breaking down these barriers. You know, it's a country for everyone at the end of the day. Yes, you can't deny that the, the richest people in Britain don't contribute enough tax because you know, 10% tax to their billions probably is more than a lot of places combined. So they, they really do... But it's just, you know, there needs to be a lot yeah. more done. For no, the I agree. I, I, I mean, I'm not. I I think the rich and poor alike isn't isn't the problem. I, I don't think that that's necessarily the issue. I just think it's the the person in power is the rich person, and they're not thinking about anyone else but themselves. And the MPs, they're just weak. They seem really weak. They don't want to change. They just don't like the idea of change. They're they the MPs are always the people who sit in the back after everything. Have you ever watched the, 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 when they're in the, the House of Commons? Who's the guy that just shouts order all the time? He's the speaker. speaker. David Burke. Burke yeah. Some Burke He's the or speaker. Something. And that's what I mean. It's a very outdated system. It's just a bunch of men and maybe the odd occasional woman, maybe the odd occasional black guy, but basically a bunch of white old men going at everything. That's Britain and there's no chill, Yeah. I mean, that's not good. We don't want just a bunch of white old men going... I kind of like the idea of Boris Johnson. You enjoy that. I am. You just want someone to walk in there and just go, fuck off, and then... (laughs) And then, you know, have some courage to do what they're supposed to do as the leader of our country, not cave under pressure to, to everything else. And that's what Theresa May could never do. She could never stand up for herself in any regard. She got absolutely hammered in the newspapers, in the news in general, and only when she had to resign did she show an ounce of emotion. And I did feel sorry for her. But it's like, well, where's that emotion during your reign I, I, as I, Prime I, I give her full credit. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving her credit on her time is pri- as Prime Minister. However, the fact that she was the only one who stood up and said, I'll take the reins on this one then. Boris Johnson, who was apparently the front-runner beforehand, back down instantly he just shadowed away he was, he was a coward basically he waited until someone took that job on it was already a doomed job and then afterwards he could come in and be the hero well she was the hero she tried to do something and i'm i am a, 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 a i'll give amazed. her credit for standing up 
Yeah, I'm sorry, she but she just didn't do anything. That's the problem. I, 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 anyone who took that job would have been in the same position. I don't think at the end of the day you had a lot of uncertainty go on. You had MPs who didn't want Brexit. As David Cameron can go fuck himself. See, again, I don't, I, I don't have an issue with Cameron. He said at the very beginning he didn't agree with, he didn't agree with leaving EU. Didn't say anything at all about it, and then said, "I can't leave the country." Wasn't he the one that initiated the referendum? We initiated the referendum. We said, oh, "Fuck us, then we're all yeah. stupid." <laughs> we're, we're the ones who said about leaving the EU. Uh, he said, "I don't want to leave the EU, but I will leave it up to the general public." The general public said, "Let's leave." He went, "I can't, I, I, I can't bring my own personal feelings into something that I don't agree with, so I'm going to step down." I think that's very admirable of him. I think what he did was the right thing to do. But why did? Because the problem I've got then, all right, in that situation then, we're the idiots because we initiated a referendum without understanding the full outcome yeah. of what exit in Brexit means. I don't think it was just us. I think it was like the political parties for us, but we were the, the, the instigators almost, I think. But I'm not entirely sure. I know it wasn't Cameron, basically, who instigated because he didn't want to leave. He always said he didn't want to leave. And when, when, that, when it came up and people were debating it and stuff, he never said anything about it. We're only talking about Brexit now because it's in our face. Mm. Prior to that, if we hadn't, if that referendum had never happened, we well, we might be talking about it now. But it certainly mm. wouldn't be as bad as it was. And you'd like to think, because what we've done now then is we've done the complete opposite of the way any rational adult should work. We've gone, yeah, let's do that. What does that mean? I don't know, but it was shiny and it looked good. <laughs> so we've left the EU. Well, we're about to leave the EU, and we have absolutely no idea what that means. Rather than go, right, do you think we should leave the EU? Let's have a look and find out what that would mean. And at the end of it, go, right, here's Brexit. This is what it means for us. Yeah, this is what it means for the EU. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. You as a society determine whether you're in favour of it or the, not. The, the problem is, I think, they, there were people trying to do that. The ones, people, the politicians lied on both sides Afraid, about things yeah. uh, that were going to happen. And that was portrayed in the media rather than the actual facts. It was so, all racist. Uh, and unfortunately, whatever's portrayed in the media is what people will pick up on. It's not, they won't go and find it themselves. If, if the media say it, then they'll believe that rather than actually finding the facts. So I think the facts were there, but they weren't in your face. Ironically, it was just as bad as Trump's wall, to be honest. <laughs> It's like, close the borders for all the immigrants, British jobs for British people, all the money goes back into the NHS. It's like, well, no, that's not, yeah. that's not how it works. We, we don't want that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that we need to close our borders. I mean, I'm quite happy for Im immigrants to come over because they're part of our social structure now. They're part of our everyday life. It's, it's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying I don't want to be part of the European Union. I'm quite happy to have people come over and, and become doctors and nurses and whatnot and lawyers and... And, and, yeah, I mean, and the system as it is yeah. works, unless someone can explain the cons, like I said, I, I don't know. It seems to work quite well at the moment. We were one of the countries lucky enough to avoid having to adopt the euro. We've got some very favourable deals with the EU uh, at the moment. I do agree with you, but I would think at some point it would have been the case of you're going to have to join the euro because we would have been the only country in the European Union that wasn't the euro. Denmark is actually part of it. That They is use it? their own... Uh, they use the Danish kroner, I think. Yeah. I don't know if Sweden use it. They probably do. But there are pockets of country, And, you know, it seems like the EU have been quite generous to certain countries to give them deals that benefit them. Europe has got massive favourability with the EU because, you know, it's Great Britain. We're pretty much the, one of the powerhouses of the EU. But I think this 
all this faffing around now is going to seriously diminish that power if we do stay with the, within the EU. We're going to lose a lot of our favour because we've mucked them oh, around yeah. so If we much. turn around now and say, can we come back? They're going to be like, right, we've got you. Be rubbing their we'll bend you over the table yep. and take everything we can off you. I'm going to get that <laughs> EU shaft. <laughs> and that's what will work against us then. So we're, we've almost cornered ourselves into a position now where getting the deal with the EU is going to be unfavourable. So we have to Brexit just because the alternative is ten times worse. Yeah. So it's like, oh, fuck it, we'll just delve into the unknown with Boris Mad Hatter Johnson at the helm of the ship. That's it. Is. I we'll can't understand, like, I mean, uh, on the trade stuff and car manufacturers and things like that, I can't understand why they would leave Britain. Britain can, uh, is a fantastic place to consume things. Actually, I was watching something the other day. The Dutch make Hellman's mayonnaise. Britain accounts for 52% of their sell, sales. That's a lot of people. That's over half. Yeah, we love mail. Worldwide. That's uh, we, we, over half of their, of, uh, their stuff. They're not going to give that up. They're going to make sure that we have some sort of deal to keep that going because that's a massive amount of money going into mm. their, their, their economy. So I, I, when they said, oh, I saw this, people are going to leave and we're going to have loads of companies going bust because they're not going to get the trade. No way. Companies, companies are too, too powerful in the world to kind of go, well, we, we can't sell to that person because the EU it is saying It depends on what the regulations are. Because if, if, who make that, who make the main, Helm, Helm or whatever they call But it's in, it's in Netherlands. So the Netherlands sell it to us. But is that part of the EU deal we've got? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking uh, it's a small scale. I mean, just trades and goods in general. I mean, they're not going to just go, we're going to not give you any trades and goods because that's shooting themselves in the foot. Because if we're taking more than half their earnings... Yeah, it would be bad on both fronts. Yeah. So I, I can't understand why people are that scared about it because countries aren't going to stop... Go, and and I, I think countries will stand up to the EU about that because if we're giving them that much money trade-wise, they're not going to just all of a sudden go, actually, no, you know what? We'll uh, focus on everyone else and we'll forget about the half a percent of, of, of earnings that we get off you. No Unless way. they're willing to sacrifice those smaller companies for the greater good of what they see the EU as. But that's, <sighs> but that's the problem then. When you look at it from a numbers game, that's the result. People lose out on both sides. We'll lose all that trade with the Netherlands. The Netherlands will lose all that trade with us. But for the the rest of the EU, if they want to completely sever ties with the UK after Brexit, then that's, some of those are just going to be the unfortunate oh, result. I, I think that's what it will implode then. If the EU says It'll no more trade details with de- uh, deals with the UK, countries are going to go, fuck that. I'm sorry, but UK is one of our best customers. I'm leaving the European Union now so I can trade with the UK. If, if we leave and flourish, I can honestly... I honestly believe that there will be a full-blown revolution in the EU. Yeah, it'll and go back to individual countries. In peasants, yeah. and glass, <laughs> and of gold, and the entire Europe just crumbles. And then we do what any superpower does. We wait for the dust to settle. We go in there with our British flags. We take Europe, and then we just have a British Europe. See? I like it. I'm going to get those little rubber things made for myself. Uh, I've heard enough now. <laughs> little rubber things, sorry? Those little bands. Oh, right. So is it going to be... Uh, make M-G-B-G-A. Great BGA. Yeah. Make gr- Great Britain great again. You've been listening to the Carl and Chris podcast? <laughs> we basically just plotted the overthrowing of the and European still Union. Yeah, we did, actually. We really did. I'm all for that. Let's overthrow the European Union.
Let's go. Let's do it. We're on a list, though. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You two go and do it then, because, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that later. Just go bomb, bomb. As many times as I can with my phone. Hey, Google, bomb? Yeah. I didn't actually speak much in this podcast, and, and I, I knew I wouldn't, because most of this went over my head. You've just come out with all sorts of facts and figures, Chris, and stuff. Hellman's yeah. mayonnaise and stuff. I had no idea what you were talking about. Oh, I understood the Hellman's mayonnaise thing, but do you want to know another one that I found no, out the other no. day? No, just just this. This not nothing to do with the, the Brexit stuff. There's Papa seven Martin billion Henry. people in on the earth. Yeah, for every one person, there is two AK-47 rifles. That means there's 14 billion AK-47 rifles on this planet. Oh, they're all in America. No, they're all in Afghanistan <laughs> and Russia. They've ru- they're Russia's state rifle. That's that's an incredible. Flash and then I tried to work out how many bullets that would be and it's something like 540 billion bullets per rifle or something like that what, it's not a what, bad business what, yeah. so what guns have the Americans got then because they, they have got the M16 them, I believe they have them as christening presents don't they and they, they've got the, the national rifle for the, the the military in America is the M16 we've got like the G365C or something like that which apparently is actually the best one Britain makes some good shit. Yeah, we we don't make much of it, but we make the best ones of it. And we've our got our armed forces are the best in the world. Yeah, by far. Well, our special forces are the best in the world. Yes, yes, incredible. They go and train the Navy SEALs. Everyone thinks the Navy SEALs are the best, but the SAS train the Navy SEALs. Nobody thinks. Only the Americans think yeah, the Navy true. SEALs are the best. It's true. Yeah. They think they're the most intelligent. They're like sixtieth in the world. Yeah, we're not too great either. <laughs> It's like, oh, America's the best country. It's like, no, it's not. Britain's no. the best. No, it's not. No. We're falling But we far are behind. better than the Americans. Yeah. We're definitely better than the Americans. If we're worse than the Americans, then what the fuck is the point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think it's time we went to eat now. Yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. And we're all I'm flagging starving. and starving. We're getting, and we're getting hangry now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Plotting Microphones are going to fly, flying everywhere now. <laughs> We'll just be switching this off and all the heads will be on the desk yeah. and snoring <laughs> and they'll be coming to check us out here before long. Right, look forward to the next one. Thank you both. Cheers and all. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye.